All right, y'all. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. It's about to happen right now, right here. Uh, we're doing things a little bit differently today. What we've done is we've extracted the audio from the Men on the Front Lines webinar that we just did this last week in Maricopa, Arizona at Patricia King Ministries, where we did this deal for the dudes, where we discussed three negative patterns that come to rob us from our identity, our authority, and our destiny. So I'm going to be sharing that with you right here, right now. It's about to go down here on the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Welcome to the Supernaturalist Podcast Show, where emerging revivalists and extraordinary leaders share inspirational experiences that will help take you to a higher level. Now here's your host, Darren Stott. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If we haven't met yet, my name is Darren Stott, lead pastor of a church called Seattle Revival Center. Check us out online at seattlerevivalcenter.com. God's doing some real cool stuff right now. Um, also the author of a book called Pattern Interrupt. In fact, this book is going to be kind of the inspiration behind the conversation uh, that we have today. This this podcast is a little bit different in the sense that uh, we extracted the audio from a webinar that we recorded this last week at Patricia King Ministries in Maricopa, Arizona. I sat down with Robert Hodgkin, the kind of the pioneer that's leading the charge for men on the front lines, to dive into a conversation regarding three negative patterns that exist within the hearts of a lot of men that come to rob us of our identity, our authority, and our destiny. So that's happening right here, right now on this podcast. And let me say this. For all the gals, for all the for all the females <laughs> that are listening, um, don't 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 just turn this off right now, um, because even though this is a conversation for the guys, it's also an invitation for the gals um, to dive into the complexity that is the mind of a man. Even though I I don't think that the mind of a man is necessarily all that complex. <laughs> I, I think that you'll, uh, I, I still think I, th there's stuff here that you're going to appreciate. In fact, we've gotten all kinds of feedback from the female audience that tuned in to the webinar thanking us because they said they now understand um, their husband that much more and they now understand the dynamics that affect their relationships. So um, I think that you're, I think everybody's really going to uh, enjoy today's podcast. Now, speaking of men, there is a resource that I just made available uh, called, Un and you can actually find it online. It's at undefeatable.men. That's undefeatable.men. Now, what you'll find there right now are five videos on self-defeaters. This is one of three modules that will be available to you. And what we talk about uh, are three different self-defeaters that come to limit us. And so if you like today's podcast, if you want to go deeper, uh, this is an opportunity to dive deeper because the three modules will essentially consist of self-defeaters, defeaters that come to uh, limit our capacity with others, and defeaters regarding the Lord. Now, when I say defeaters, what I'm talking about are um, things that we believe to be true, uh, things that we would, might consider to be facts. Um, but what these things actually come to do are, are to are, they come to actually dictate the decisions that we're making so that we're making um, decisions based off of wrong information. We're actually making life-changing decisions that have been based off of lies. So these videos are going to help you discern and displace lies. Um, and so, uh, again, check it out. I think it's going to be a blessing to you right 
now you'll find the self-defeaters, um, but in the following weeks, there'll be two other modules that unlock as well as an invitation to be a part of a closed Facebook group for men where you can begin having real conversations in a non-threatening environment, most likely with guys that you don't even know. And so I think this is a great first base for those of you guys that want to engage in a relationship, but perhaps maybe a small group in your church still seems a little bit threatening to you. So check this out, or if you think this would be a blessing to somebody else, send them off a text message, uh, an email, a, a tweet, and just say, check out Undefeatable dot men. This is going to be a blessing to you. Okay, well, enough said. I hope you enjoy uh, this interview, uh, this conversation, this dialogue uh, between Robert Hodgkin and myself. So much fun, and I think you're going to have a lot of fun as well. Let's go to the show. Men on the front lines. 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 We call forth these mighty men of valor. The Lord put a vision in my heart for a new movement amongst men in the body of Christ. The Lord says that I'm going to make champions out of those who would gather unto me. And I believe what men on the front lines will do. And I see it going into the nations. He's going to raise the bar among men. It's time for heroes to arise. It is time for heroes to arise, and you are one of those heroes. I'm Robert Hodgkin, and this is Raise the Bar, Men on the Front Lines live webinar series, bringing you prophetic and practical input to help equip, empower, and encourage you to live in victory as kingdom men. Throughout tonight, we're going to be bringing you prophetic words from prophets, from apostles, and from revivalists. And joining me live here in the studio tonight is our amazing studio audience. And my very special guest, author, pastor, revivalist, and reformer, Darren Stott of the Seattle Revival Center. Come on. All right. It's great to be here. This is amazing. Now, Darren, you guys at the Seattle Revival Center, you have been in the midst of a full-on move of God for well over a year. You were telling me that it was February of last year, February 2016, Holy Spirit shows up, revival breaks out at your church, and you've been learning, he's been mentoring you in how to steward a revival atmosphere. But it's not just revival in your church. What you were sharing with me is he's mentoring you in how to take this revival atmosphere and and export it outside the church. You're taking revival power, you're taking revival presence, you're taking revival hope, revival joy, revival creativity, revival wisdom to people and places throughout your guys' community. You're seeing God do amazing things. Share with us tonight a little bit about how that happened and what's been going on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, men on the front lines? Come on. This is is awesome. To all the guys here, what's up? Come on. And and to all the guys online, what's up? Come on. Awesome. So yeah, we've been hosting Holy Spirit um, uh, outside of the context of just Sunday mornings and conferences for over a year. And we've seen um, more people get saved, baptized, um, delivered of drugs, um, crazy miracles, like like countless miracles, like more in the last year than I've seen my whole entire life. And not only that, but it's like... 
it's like the Lord has like flipped the switch in my own heart where like I used to believe that God could do stuff. Yeah. But probably not through me. And so I'm sure like a lot of guys can identify like, could God raise the dead? Could God heal right. the sick? Of course. Is he going to do it through me? Probably not. Right. And so like this year, the Lord has switched that probably not switch from probably not to he probably will. So like now when people are like, hey, my back hurts, I'm like, awesome. Because <laughs> I'm so glad right? your back hurts. Because God's probably going to heal you, yeah, right? Like, come on. so like come that's on. a major, yeah, that's, that's a huge. major shift. Um, and, and and that's not only my story. That like like that's our church. That's our region. Right. Like like so, it's just so cool. The spirit of revival and awakening. Yeah. It's in the air right now. It's the spirit of Christ Jesus, and God's coming to awaken the hearts of men. And that's why I'm so excited to be a part of this broadcast. Right on. Men on the front lines that God is stirring up the hearts of men right now uh, to run with fire and purpose. And so it's good to be here. Right on, on. Right on. Now, how long, how many meetings have you guys been doing? Because you were telling me that you still do your Sunday meetings, but then you're doing these powerful miracle revival meetings every weekend, right? Yes. Yeah, so we're on 170 something wow. revival meetings. So on even, top of our Sunday morning. So Sunday meetings, 170 plus revival meetings. Um, you're you're doing outreach into the community. I know that you're getting involved in your community and government levels. You're, you're so busy. You have so much going on. You are stewarding revival. You are bringing uh, reformation. But in the midst of all that, you also had time somehow to write this amazing book of yours, Pattern Interrupt. So tell us how you, you gave an example of how like Holy Spirit came and rewired you. You had this thought of, well, I'm pretty sure God can do these things, but I'm not really sure God can do them through me. But God found a way to take that that lie and switch it around to the truth of where you not only know he can do it through you, but he wants to do it through you. And now you're looking for opportunities. And so tell us a little bit about how, as all this is going on, your book Pattern Interrupt came to be. Yeah. So the concept behind Pattern Interrupt is that within all of us, are these subconscious um, defeater beliefs okay. that are framed up through fear, fe- framed up through shame. So subconscious mean that they're like, they're running in the background, right? And so the example that I would have is like, so if you have like an iPhone or an iPad, um, uh, it is being impacted by the stuff that's running in the background. Right. And so if you double click, I'll do a little iPad lesson for everyone watching. <laughs> Take out your iPhone or your iPad right now. Try this. If you double click the home button like this, you'll actually get to see all the programs that are running in the background. And to delete a program, hope you're writing this down, uh, just slide slide up and you'll delete that program. But for most of us, we're running on, uh, we're running on high. Like we're, we're doing all our stuff. We have our jobs. We have right. our kids. We have our marriages. We got a lot of programs open. Yeah. And we wonder why we're so frustrated. We wonder why we keep making the same mistakes over and over and over. And before we know it, we're on autopilot. Right. And it's not necessarily healthy. So pattern interrupt is basically, it's an intentional disruptive um, behavior that we introduce in order to get to snap out of, um, to snap out of autopilot. Right. On. Right. And so it's, it's addressing the stuff in the background. It's addressing the fear. It's addressing the shame. It's addressing those things that happened way back in the day that are impacting us that we don't even realize are right. impacting us. So that's the, that's the premise of pattern interrupt. Awesome. Uh, revival is a pattern interrupt. Right. And so God showed up and just, you know, interrupted our typical norm. 
And uh, that's what we're talking about tonight yeah. is, is addressing the stuff running in the background that is affecting us right. that we don't even know that it's there. And with Holy Spirit's help, discerning and sliding up. Right on, right on, and closing those things. So for those of you guys watching, you know, there may be behaviors, there may be mindsets, there might be phrases, there might be emotions that come on you out of nowhere and you, you wonder why, but you see this pattern throughout your life. And tonight's a night of breakthrough. Tonight's a night of freedom for you, because here's the good news. When God created you, he put this incredible stamp of approval on you that was beloved son, and he stamped very good upon you. And he did that so that you could be in relationship with him, and then from that relationship, you'd be his dominion steward in the earth. God has placed you in the earth right where you are right now because you were a very, very important part of his plan. There's so much going on in the earth today. There's so much going on in the world. Anybody with the internet, a newspaper, an iPad, a phone, you get any push notifications, you know the crazy stuff that's going on in the world. Well, I want you to know you are part of God's plan to deal with that stuff. You are his dominion stewarding the earth. And what we're going to do for you tonight is we're going to talk about some key areas, some, some common patterns that we as men often get tripped up by or often get trapped in without even fully realizing it. And we're going to talk about what those are. Darren's going to share some really important keys about how we interrupt those patterns and we're going to get into that so that you can become everything God created you to be because you again you are a very important part of God's plan you are necessary you matter and you are needed you are supposed to be an agent of impact in spheres of influence some you're aware of some you're probably going to become aware of tonight but with what we talk about tonight what Darren shares tonight you're going to be even more empowered to be the agent of impact you were created to be in the spheres of influence God has called you to. So get ready to see some pattern interruptions tonight unto you becoming all that you can be. But Darren, just before we go into talking about these different areas, these different patterns, I want to go to our first video of the night. And James Gall, who's a prophet, he has prepared a word for you guys tonight that we're going to throw to right now, and then we'll come back, and Darren and I are going to jump into empowering you guys to be the agents of impact you were created to be. Hey, this is James Gall. Hey, this is James Gall of Gall Encounters Ministries. And I am so pumped about men on the front lines. And I love it that today in this generation, we have an understanding concerning what some call the seven cultural mountains. And as a father and as a grandfather of six, going on seven, of four grown adult kids, and they're all married well, I raised my kids to have a desire to be in the world. I remember one of my daughters in particular, I used to speak to her and I'd often say to her that she needed to go to the school of the Chaldeans because she had a calling like Daniel to go into the world. Daniel didn't go to Hebrew University. Nothing wrong with that. You get me? Now, men out there, I want you to be all that you can be in Christ Jesus. Let me briefly, quickly tell you a dream I had. It was a journal in a dream. 
It opened up, and on the outside of it, though, was written the year 1988 and 1989. And I opened up this journal in a dream. And I'm flipping the pages, and in it, though, I could read all of these prayer commitments that people had made in different times of their life. And as I kept flipping the pages and reading what people had written, I came up to the top of a page, and it said, I, James W. Gall, vow that I can be all that I can be in Christ Jesus, and to be the unique vessel. How do you like that one, guys? To be the unique vessel that God has called me to be. And then, and I said this, it was written in the journal anyway, and I commit to help others be all that they can be in Christ Jesus and to be the unique vessels God has created them to be. I want you to know that I believe that men on the front lines is another part of that prayer, commitment, call, commission that I was given those many years ago. And it is so exciting to be able to partner with Robert and with Darren and and the team that Robert is uh, uh, pulling together. I love this, that men are being empowered to go into every sphere, whether it's education or government or whether it's media, everybody in the family mountain and everybody in the church religion mountain. And everybody being all that they can be in Christ Jesus. This is my admonition, and come on, guys, this is my encouragement to you. I want you to be all that you can be in Christ Jesus. So, come on, let's man up and be authentic men on the front lines for such a time as this. Blessings. So James Gall, prophet of God, was also a father of, of men on the front lines. He's an important part of our apostolic oversight committee. He's saying that in this hour, what God has created for you to be, it's a time for us to step into it. It's a time for us to be all that we can be. As I said just before the video, when God created you, he created you not only for relationship, but with a plan and a purpose. And that includes being his dominion steward, his dominion agent in the earth, not just in the church, but in the earth. And it's a time for us to get raised up in our gifts and callings, encouraged and equipped and empowered in our gifts and callings, and to not only be agents of impact in the church, but in the earth in every sphere of influence. That's what Men on the Front Lines is all about, and that's what James is speaking into. Darren, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, um, James is... He's just, he's, he's epic, right? And yeah. just, just being with him, he just carries that, that prophetic in, like, atmosphere. Like, he creates these atmospheres with his words. And I just think that his involvement in uh, men with the front lines is so um, important and that he's really framed something up even years ago right. and what he sees for the men of God coming into. And I think that there's been so many different men's movements that have come and gone, and they serve their purpose they have, for, yes. for that time. But I think that it is time yes. for a new men's movement where there's the opportunity for for um, community, right? That opportunity to really engage on a heart level where it's not just, it's not building a tribe around events, but it's really building a tribe of people around um, around uh, relationships, yes. authentic community. But it's also, it's kingdom, yeah. right? And so it's dudes connecting from all over the world, That's right. having very relevant conversations where we can talk about the issues that affect us yeah. all, all over the world. And it's us cheering each other on. It's right. Seattle cheering on San Diego on. that's cheering on um, you know Phoenix you know it's us really it's cheer like, on Singapore it's, it's cheer on everywhere it's running yeah. together if you build something a, a, around an event that community can only last as long as that event lasts but if you build something around a vision 
you know, and if you build something around the Great Commission, right? And, it, and and I think that's what you're doing with men on the front lines. Um, you're really you're building around a vision, yeah. and you're saying who wants to be a part. And right. It's just just amazing to be a part, and we get to be a part. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. awesome? Yeah. You are a part. Like <laughs> this right. thing is very embryonic. Yeah. And so I believe everything that James is speaking into this thing. It's time for men to arise. It be is. all that you can be. It's time for men to arise, and it's time for us to arise as the heroes we were created to be. Now the enemy enemy is terrified of that. The enemy is terrified of you. That's why the enemy works so hard to try to trip us up or trap us in certain behaviors, mindsets, things like that. Sometimes they're so subtle we don't even notice notice them at first. But again, that's what you're here to help us with tonight, Darren. Let's jump into this. Let's jump into and talk about three of the areas that you and I have been discussing um, where we need pattern interrupts. And the first one we're going to dig into was competition and comparison. So, So help us understand a little bit about what this pattern that we can get trapped in looks like, how we can identify it, how we can become aware of, oh, that isn't a pat that is a pattern in me I need interrupting, and then we'll talk about the keys to interrupt that pattern. Absolutely. So I think that competition is a big deal. Comparison is a big deal. Uh, and the reason why is because God has a huge plan for our lives. Right. He has a, this huge destiny, this huge purpose for us. And so what the enemy comes to do is he comes to bring what I would say is a spirit of competition. And I say a spirit because competition in and of itself isn't a bad thing, right? Like there's something inside. Yeah, we're the, actually made to like be doers, hewers. I mean, God made us to succeed, excel. I mean, even the Apostle Paul says, run your race well. You know, be active. Go after it, man. Exactly. And the thing about competition, is that really like when it's when it's it can be fun it can be playful it can instill a sense of team um, and uh, so, so competition in and, in and of itself isn't a bad thing but I think there can be a spirit of competition and you can feel this even in regions where where people can't even gather and meet together because of that spirit of competition that's in that in that region um, that can also competition can be something in our hearts that really keeps us from engaging with our destiny, and in that it can lead to two places. Um, competition can lead to this place where you feel like you're nailing it, right? Like I'm reading my Bible, I'm going to church, I got an amazing wife, she loves me, my kids love me, and that's why I'm better than all the other dudes that I know, right? So it, it can lead to this place of superiority, mm. right? Or it can lead to this place where I am not as handsome as Robert. I'm not as charismatic as Robert, right? Like, um, you know, I, I just don't, I just don't have my act together. So it can also lead to this place of great inferiority. So really, I mean, what you're saying is, it, the, the fruit of it's either you get puffed up. Or you get you beat yourself down. I'm either not good enough, or I need that, that, that pressure of performance comes on us. Of I need to do better, as opposed to I am loved, I am accepted. I need to do better to to have value, as opposed to knowing our value and acting from that value. Yeah, absolutely. And we just um, hired uh, in this last year uh, a new pastor on our team, uh, Pastor Anthony. And I know, like, just being a new pastor and coming into our place, I know there was this expectation to have to live. Uh, to Darren, that you that he's gonna have to be like Darren, right. like ah, hey God, ah, I'm Darren, right? And like and, and so he's he's like he's like man, I you know we had that conversation before he even joined the team, and I was like I was like bro, what Seattle Revival Center needs, we need you, That's we need it. to be, we need you to be fully you and you in Christ that. 
the last yeah. thing that this church needs, yeah. seriously, That's is right. another Darren. That's right. You know? You know, I know when I first started traveling and <laughs> preaching and teaching, having been raised up by somebody as amazing as um, uh, Patricia, you know, she's she's a prophet. She's she's all these amazing things. And when I first started going, I thought, well, if, I, if I'm going to do this well and I want to do it well for God, I want to do it well for, you know, the people I serve, I need to do it like Patricia. And I was terrible at doing it like Patricia. And by the third time I, I did a meeting, I, I, I went home from that meeting. It was a train wreck. I got on my face where I was saying, and I was crying out to God, God, don't ever make me stand up in front of people again. I'm really bad at this. And I'm praying, and he, all, long story short, finally, finally, he gets me to see, I don't need another Patricia. But what, here's what's really interesting. Hold on, hold on. I, I interrupt. Did you, would you say, like, at the end of a broadcast, like, you are love with an everlasting, would you actually do that? Like, with an everlasting love. No? I tell you, God's mighty fond of you. you know? God thinks very highly of you, Derek. So I'm, I'm crying out to God and saying, you know, okay, God, I get that. You don't need another Patricia. He said, no, what I need is a Robert Hodgkin. That's right. But here's what I want you to hear. When I heard that from God, my first question was, you do? Why? And it, he had to help me see the worth and value that he saw in me so I could stop performing for worth and value in That's others. Right. And so that was my pattern interrupt. God's saying, I need you to understand, I need you. And I don't know if any of you guys watching, you know, you might have a question like I had. Well, what do you need me for? If you wonder, ask God. I tell you what, he'll find a way, maybe directly like he did to me, or people he'll bring into your life. They'll speak into you what they see, the value they see, and why you're necessary. Because I'm telling you, you are necessary. And if you question that, then you question God because God manifested you where you are now for a purpose because you are necessary. Absolutely. Come on. Ow! <laughs> Such a good word. And, you know, this show... This show is a pattern interrupt. Right. Like this webinar, the fact that you are watching this, this is that moment for you to be like, wow, I'm not the only one that fills this. Like if God's speaking to you right now and you're like, I, don't, I just don't know. I don't think I measure up. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm smart enough. I just, I, 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 you know, look, <laughs> look you, <laughs> this is your time. Like this is your time to arise and to shine and you need to be you and fully you in Christ. He's calling for you. That, this isn't an accident that you're watching this right now. I mean, I, maybe your wife is making you watch this right now, but it's but it's not an accident. Like it's providence, right? And we're glad you're watching right now. But you need to hear this. Don't compare yourself to me. Don't compare yourself to your to your pastor. Um, uh, uh, there's something amazing in you uh, through your awkwardness, perhaps through th through your life experiences. You say, I, right. "I walk with a limp." Great. That means that you can be trusted. So no matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done, God's grace is what qualifies us, okay? Our degrees don't qualify us. Our great resumes or report cards don't qualify right. us. That, that, um, that he who knew no sin became all my sin so I could become his perfection. The same is true for you. This is the gospel. This is the good news. Because of Jesus, you can arise and shine right now, today. You right just on. have to make up your mind to begin to engage. Yeah. Okay, so... Darren, for, for everybody watching, tell me, tell us, what would be the key indicators that we could see in our lives, patterns we could see in our lives, uh, you know, red flags that we might not have realized were red flags, indicating that competition or comparison um, are, are patterns in our lives that we need to interrupt and are going to get interrupted tonight. 
Absolutely. So I think it's important that we're able to discern what we're actually talking about here. And um, so I would ask the question, do you have friends? Like, do you got guys that you're running with? Um, when was the last time somebody confronted you in love? When was the last time that somebody said, hey, how you doing in this area? Um, do you have peers? Are you someone that's in authority? If you're like, no, and I don't want any of that, then awesome. We're talking to you, right? And we all know what this is like because most guys would prefer to kind of be alone, right? And so that is one kind of red flag. That's one way to discern. Um, negativity, if there's a lot of negativity in your heart, Whenever you see somebody that's nailing it and you you spend the extra wow. time and the effort to see all the ways that they're not measuring up because that makes you feel more superior, that's that's a red flag. That's 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 an opportunity for growth and to be aware that something's going on there. And then the big one is the J word. The J word. This is not a big the good deal. J word. This is <laughs> not Jesus. No. Jealousy. Yeah. Jealousy yeah. is is the J word. Yeah. That um, that when uh uh that you can't really have peers, have friends. You can't really do this kind of th- stuff because your whole life has to major on your own ego, your own identity. And so um, uh, there's that thing in your heart that just gets all anxious yeah. when you're around other, other yeah. dudes and other men and, and other things. So I think those are, those are some things. And of course, the motivators, as men, we want to win. Right. And oftentimes, we would rather play golf than football. Right. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain. When you golf... You're not up on a team. It's you and your iPod, even if they make iPods anymore, I don't know. It's like you by yourself, you, right? You're right. competing against yourself. Right. But, but the problem with that is, this is the kingdom of God. Yeah, come on. Like, this is the team. We are a body. So we are not allowed yeah. to do comparison. Yeah. We're not allowed to do jealousy. Like, that's just not an option. No. Um, we have to be a part of a team. And if we're part of a team, then you you do the quarterback thing. I'll do the linebacker thing. I don't really know anything about football, so I'm just talking right now. Right. Um, but you do <laughs> you your good. thing. You do your thing. I'll do my thing. You be fully, you, let's do it well. We'll run together, and we'll win for the kingdom yeah. of God. And you know what? If you're, if you're one of the guys out there that this, isn't an area for you that needs interrupting. You know what? Let's be a blessing to the guys who it is. Because, you know, we think about, you know, we are a body. And the, the, the easy example is there's no point of the hand competing with the foot or the liver competing with the eye. I mean, they're made to do different things. If we're willing, if we're willing to see the gift, the value, the worth in someone else, whatever they're called to, especially maybe if you get a sense that someone's looking at you and thinking, man, if only I I had that gift, I'd have value. Take the time to look at them, see the gift in them. Maybe it's somebody who has a less public gift than yours, a less, a less um, immediately valued gift than yours, but they're still valuable. They're still gifted. Let's cheer them on. Let's edify them. Let's go out of our way to point out their value because we can be part of their pattern interrupt, which brings me to now you, the pattern interrupt expert. If we see in ourselves these, these red flags or we're, we're saying, oh, Oh, you know that's an area. Yeah, what are the pattern? What is the pattern interrupt for competition and comparison? Yeah, absolutely. I think number one is that we're honest, and that we can just slow down and be like, mm. I think they're talking about me right now, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, yeah. Like that's Holy Spirit. What are you doing? This feels awkward. And I think it's that we are honest, and then we actually repent. And we come before the Lord and we're like, in our own words, we're just like, God, I've been comparing myself to others. I haven't felt good enough or I've actually felt better 
than other people. And I know that that's pride. I know that's not pleasing to you. And then lastly, that you would come into this place where you begin renewing your mind. So in this place of repentance, they begin declaring over yourself, I'm a team player. I, I, I need friendship. I need relationship. I need to be mentored. I need to be fathered. And you just begin making these declarations. So let's, let's try it right now. Just declare this over yourself right now. Just say, I was created. I was created for relationship. For relationship. To receive love. To receive love. And to give love. And to give love. So Father. So Father. Give me the courage. Give me the courage. To lean into you. To lean into you. And to find myself in you. To find myself in you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah? Right on. Awesome. 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 Your pattern just got interrupted. How does it feel? All right, so first one we talked about, uh, competition and and comparison. Mm -hmm. Number two is isolation and withdrawal. And this one's especially intriguing to me because um, I know I, I can be confusing to people because in the pulpit or in media I can come across sometimes as extroverted and, and, and I'm an enthusiastic communicator. But my natural wiring is pretty introspective. And like I often tell the story about when I was a little boy, my parents learned very early on they couldn't send me to my room as a punishment. Because they'd be like, go to your room. I'd be like, okay. And I'd be up there all day with my my comic books, my books, my G.I. Joes, and my world. Isolation for me wasn't punishment. It was like, ah. Yet, that's okay. Because solitude is good. Solitude, especially if you're an introvert, solitude is a chance to get recharged. But it's not avoiding people. It's spending time alone. And that can get twisted. That need for solitude, that call to, like Moses, regularly left the camp to, to spend time alone with God. As Christian men, I know there was a one time when I was, I was not, I would, as you know, I went through a, a long season of health challenges. And there came a point where I was traveling the world still, but I was very very sick and very weak. And one time I went to a meeting and I was sitting on the front row um, before preaching and I felt really bad. I didn't feel good. I'm trying to focus my strength for the meeting. And somebody, I'd been to this church a few times over in Europe and somebody started walking up to me and I knew that they were a grace grower for me. So I, I immediately closed my eyes and like pretended to worship God. And immediately he busted me and he said, don't use me as an excuse to avoid someone who needs some attention. And I realized I wasn't embracing solitude. I was isolating and withdrawing, and God pointed it out to me because I was there to serve. And so let's talk a little bit about what isolation and withdrawal looks like and how we can separate that from something more healthy like solitude. Yeah, absolutely. Now, first of all, there's a lot of studies coming out that are saying that men are twice as likely to have um, uh, problems with depression and with uh, uh, different psychological issues of the soul with their mind, their will, and their emotions. Really? Men are twice as likely to have these kind of problems than women. And the reason for that is, when you think about it, is that 
women are pretty good at processing externally. Yes. Right? And so they're pretty, you know, I, you know it, I think that's pretty safe to say. Yeah. You know? Uh, and often better at connecting with yeah. each other to do that. Yeah, like they do stuff. That They'll we build don't. community to process externally. Yeah, like, you know, they're, like they go to the restroom together. <laughs> like, and they don't just go to the restroom together. Like, I don't know what they do in there. Um, but I think they talk. I don't Probably. know. Like, I think there's there's just a bunch of guys here. Like, what do they do in there? Like, but we don't do that for the most part. Like, that would be weird. Like, hey, you want to go to the bathroom together? No. Right? Like, that's super no, weird. Like, You're right. Yeah, we're not going to. That's just weird even saying it. So, like, you know, so women are um, more likely to process externally. Yeah. Right? To talk about things, especially when, when something's bothering them. Right. Okay? Um, but guys are, don't do that. <laughs> like, guys, when something's bothering them, they don't go out. Where do they go? They go in. Right. Like, we, we go in, and, and what, they're, what the studies are showing is that it's very unhealthy. Mm. And, um, and that men go in, and they go into this place of isolation. And one of the things it says in the Bible is that it's not good for a man to be alone. Right. And I think that there's just a lot of lonely men in the church. I think there's a lot of lonely men um, outside of the church. I think there's a lot of guys that are married, and yet they're alone. And I think that within the church, a lot of times we say, oh, it's not good for a man to be alone. I got to get myself a wife and then I won't be alone anymore. But unless we really learn um, this whole thing of, of the importance of covenant relationship. I mean, that's it's so profound. The, the importance of conversation. Right. The importance of vulnerability and transparency. And not just within a place of covenant marriage. Because for a lot of guys, that's the only friend yes. they have is yeah. their wife. Yeah. Okay? And, um, and, and if you have an argument, it could be, hopefully, an hour. But for some guys, it can be days of trying to process through that. So you're one person you can turn to. If you don't have that person, who do you turn to? Like you say, you just go further in, further in, further in. Yeah, and again, I think that that's the importance of a ministry like this. Men on the front lines. Yeah. It's one more opportunity to pull men out of their caves. Out of, Have you heard about this? This thing called a man cave? Yes. Like, yeah, this is a real deal. Yeah. I, I want one. Uh, but like, like metaphorically speaking, shall declare a thing. Uh, metaphorically speaking, we need to actually come out of our, right. our man cave. Right. It's okay to have the man cave. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As long as it's fit a literal, right. awesome place in your house with cool toys. Yes. Right? But metaphorically speaking. And you come out of it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's debatable. Like, or you let others come into it with you. <laughs> we should do a whole webinar on man we should on how to build them um, <laughs> we're looking for sponsors who can get us the big screen TVs the pinball machines I uh, feel like there's an anointing <laughs> on this right now like <laughs> um, but I think I think metaphorically speaking it's time for us to come out of the yes, cave absolutely and I think that there's going to be emergence of all kinds of new men's ministries right. uh, from all the different streams from evangelical to crazy spirit filled right. wow yeah. I think I think that we're about to see an emergence because I think that men want that I, I mean do. I, I think that uh, isolation is totally overrated. Even though there's this thing in our heart that would prefer to internalize and to go in, uh, I think we're going to see in the culture, um, uh, outside of the church, uh, I think that um, uh, that this whole thing of community, that everybody sees how important it is, and everybody knows, for the first time in perhaps 
this course of humanity, everybody knows that dreams die in isolation and that if you're alone, you will not come into your destiny. Like, that's not just the Christian camp that's professing this, but it is within the Christian camp where we have the gospel where it says that we can do radical diversity within the kingdom of God because of the blood of Jesus, that the gospel actually can transcend cultural lines. We can celebrate our diversity. We can celebrate who you are, who I am. You can wear your nice shoes. I can wear my Converse. Those are nice Converse. I know. I just had to point them out. (laughs) I had to talk about it. (laughs) What were we talking about? So, you know, we get to celebrate diversity. And I think the Christian community, we are about to model diverse community that's going to capture the attention of the culture. And I think the culture is going to come to the church saying, how are you doing this? Men on the front lines, how are you getting such ethnically diverse, economically diverse men to come together to love each other, to encourage each other, and to do crazy stuff on the earth that would be impossible in isolation. I think this is what God's doing, and it's awesome to be a part of it. It's one of the things we want to do with Men on the Front Lines, and a lot of it's come from just getting to do, meet with guys around the country and even around the world. One of the common denominators that we've discovered is what men really want is exactly what you're talking about, and yet often we don't know how to ask for it or create it. And I think situations like coming together in places like this, one of the things I always encourage with uh, my pastors here with us tonight on the front row, and we do our Men of Shiloh meetings, where it's our men's group at our church. And one of the things we often encourage at every single one of those is, hey, if there's a guy here that you connect with, it's go out and have a coffee together. Go out and talk. If you don't connect with everybody here, connect with one and build that. Because, you know, Bible says... Don't forsake the fellowship of the saints, gathering together with the saints. That doesn't just mean church Sunday morning and Wednesday night. I think it means don't forsake gathering together. Because, as you said, as guys, often we do want to internalize, go within, isolate. But I think it's because we don't feel safe. And we want to feel safe. Now, you know, having a friend you can talk to makes all the difference in the world. Somebody that you know, you can tell your greatest success to your greatest failure, and you're still their buddy. You know, it's not bragging if you're excited about something and you haven't failed if you blew it and you just need someone to talk to about it. And I think it's, I think it's one of the things that, that men need. So if we have been withdrawing and isolating, I think it's pretty obvious what the red flag is. You've withdrawn and you're isolated. So good. (laughs) I'm a prophet. Let's let's, let's just go deeper. (laughs) But in addition to the obvious, are there any red flags like in the soul that we could be watching for attitudes or behaviors? Yeah, absolutely. And let me just say this because I think what you're talking about is like, like this is... This is, it is actually very deep what we're actually talking yes. about. For example, I'm going to use this as an example. Um, so men have traditionally been known for having difficulty with their thought life. I don't, I don't know if you guys know that. But, um, but so when it comes to the thought life and men's minds kind of drifting, oftentimes within the church, it's like you've got a spirit of lust, a spirit of perversion. You're messed up. You know, you need deliverance. Right. So you get all this prayer and people are expecting some crazy demon to come out. And sometimes it happens, but usually not. Right. Right. So this is what I think people need here. Community is a pattern interrupt 
for that wandering mind, for that mind that wants to go off into this place of fantasy and outside of healthy places. Um, so rather than just taking a cold shower and getting spyware mm. on your computer to monitor everywhere you're going, that, that, that's great, okay, awesome. Um, there's another way. Find some friends. <laughs> and you know, for you single dudes, for all you single dudes, all you single dudes, um, sorry for that. Yeah, find what was the jazz hands? Find, <laughs> wrong broadcast. Um, get, 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 a, get a friend or two. Start, for you single guys, do, do stuff at night. Um, uh, uh, begin to engage in honest uh, community. And guess what? You will begin to grow in, yeah. in, in that place of strength. Um, red flags when it comes to this place of isolation. Would be frustration. So if there's a lot of angst in you right now, in your heart, um, and there's just this level of frustration, you're frustrated with, with your marriage, you're frustrated with your children, you're frustrated with your job, you're frustrated with where you're living, you think, man, baby, if we could just move to California, everything would be better. Yeah. Right? And your wife reminds you, you know, last time we moved, things didn't get better because everywhere you move, honey, there you are, right? Like, so sometimes we, there's this level of frustration and it keeps causing us to keep moving from place to place, job to job, church to church, okay? Yeah. So that's, that's a red flag. That's something to like, look at like, there, I, am, I am isolating. I am, I'm not trusting people, okay? What about every time you hit any kind of, any level of conflict, if you just move away emotionally or you break off the relationship because I know even just mentioning the thing like church to church is I mean it's healthy to process through things in a church it's oh God's okay with disagreement it's it's division that we don't want now it doesn't mean it's there's never not a time to leave a church but what if you see a pattern of any level of conflict and all of a sudden you're you're separating or you're you're, you're breaking off that's got to be a red that's flag. amazing okay. yeah like that that is amazing that you bring that up um, if conflict never gets resolved conflict originates in the heart and that's as far as it goes right huge huge red flag okay. and as men we need to practice talking talking you know have you heard about this thing where that women are scheduling talking times with their husband no yeah like and if they have to have an incentive like we talk for 15 minutes and then we watch die hard together you know what I'm saying okay. like uh, like like there's some like some sort of incentive in the program um, one of my favorite Christmas movies, by the way. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> Sorry, what are you saying? So conflict originates in the heart. And if you notice that it just stays there, you were saying that it's important that we learn how to resolve conflict and we have to be willing to talk. And I think that goes back to your point about making friends is... You know, if you've got a friendship that you value, it's going to hit a bump occasionally, but it's important that we learn how to process through that, just like we do in our marriage. Two things regarding this word feelings, because I think this is really big when it comes to men, that we would come into this place, we lean into the tension of saying, this is how I'm feeling right now. That's good. Lean into the tension. I like that. It yeah. gives us something to do. As men, we want to do because something. Because that's usually the conversation we don't want to have. Usually what the conversation we want to have is this is what happened. Here's the fact. Yeah. And we're good at that. We're good at facts. Um, but I think that where we need to lean into is this is how I'm feeling. This is mm. how it made me feel. And that we're willing to share that because that matters. Yes. And our kids really care about how we feel. Our spouses care. People care about how you feel. So I think... That's one. Number two is that we that we would engage and ask the question, "How are you feeling?" I think mm. that that's especially important with our children, 
because again, we want the facts. How was school? Right. It was good. This is what I did. Okay, cool. We're done. We, we talked. But it's, it's when that happened, honey, how did that make you feel? And now we've gone beyond the facts and we've gone into the heart. And, and all of a sudden there's that merging of hearts. And so I think that when it comes to conflict, because it ties in with conflict, you offended me. Okay, this is what you did. I'm talking about it. This is painful for me to even, I don't usually do it. I, normally I would run from you because I hate you right now, but this is what you did and this is how it made me feel. Can we talk about it? And I think that if we can begin to engage on that level, yeah. we, will, we will begin putting down roots and we'll start growing fruits. Awesome. All right, so now we recognize that this is an issue. Briefly walk us through what's the pattern interrupt. You said one of them is creating, is being part of a community. Is there anything else that we can do as a pattern interrupt here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so I, like four directives um, for this, for a pattern interrupt. Uh, and, and you could frame it as far as a declaration. So number one, l- let's do it again. You guys ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. So I will be seen. Just go ahead and declare that over yourself right now. I, I will, will be, seen. be seen. Because the thing in our heart, we want to disappear. Whether it's at work or it's at the house, you want to, you you want to turn on the, you just want the TV and crack open a Diet Pepsi, you know, it, it, like you want to disappear. So no, no, no. When you come home, I will be seen. I will be visible with my children, with my wife. When I'm at work, I will be seen. When I'm at church, I will be present, okay? Number two, I will be heard. I will, I be, will heard. be heard. And that means that you're going to have the courage to begin speaking. Speaking is important. The Bible begins with God speaking. And guess what? Every time God speaks, something is created. There you go. Did you know that every time you speak, an atmosphere is created? So it's important for men to not only be seen, to be present, but to begin speaking into our home environments, to begin speaking into our work environments. This is what influence is, is that we start showing up and then we begin declaring, declaring the unseen into the scene. The third thing that I have for you is that I will be known. So let's declare that. I I will will be be known. known. And what I mean by that is that you'll have the courage to be vulnerable. You'll have the courage to do what I just talked about, that you'll, you'll share, hey, this is how I feel. And how do you feel? If you're willing to have that conversation, now your heart is involved and you will be known. And then the last thing is, I will be changed. Go and de- declare that over yourself. I, I will, will be changed. changed. Knowing that who we were last year, that's not the dude that you are today. And who you are today is not the dude you'll be next year. You are growing. You are transforming. So tell everybody around you, hey, don't be worried because I've made a commitment. I've made a vow to grow. Grow in the Lord. My, I, I can start preaching. <laughs> I, can, I can go five kinds of TV takes right now. I, I am growing in the Lord. I'm coming up. Right on. Right on. Hey, and I've got an opportunity for you if you want to connect. Connect with us on Facebook with the Men on the Frontlines Facebook group. We've just established it this week specifically so we'd have it to offer during this broadcast as a place that you can connect. Um, it's already got members, guys from all over the world are connecting in there, talking, we're, 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 we're bringing forth issues, we're talking about things. It's a good way, it's a great way, if this is really new to you and feels like a big stretch to you, it's a great place to start, is connect with us on the Men on the Frontlines Facebook community. 
Absolutely. Uh, do it right now, right? Yeah. Like join, join the group right now. You can ask questions on there, things that you're struggling with. You can say, hey, hey guys, I'm, I'm wrestling with depression right now. Have you ever been through that? I need some help. I need some prayer. And the men will be on there to cover that. So it, it's an online community, but it's a community. It's just yeah. one way that's, right. uh, that's non-threatening for you to reach out uh, and for you to be seen, heard, yeah. known, and changed. And if it's, and like I said, if this is really new to you, it might be a really safe way to start learning how to do this. Absolutely. The other thing I want to do is I want to honor all those men's groups out there that are doing this really well. And I know some of you guys who are watching, like I think a band of brothers out in Duplin County, North Carolina, or the Atascadero, California men's group. You guys are doing a great job. And you're great models. I've learned from you. I am grateful that when I come and spend time with you guys, I get to plug into that. And I know there's many other men's groups out there. If you don't have one, think about starting one. Think about starting a, a time just with guys from church where you go out and you grab a coffee together, but you can connect. Okay, now, Darren, I want to get us into our next prophetic word, which, which is going to bridge us from this topic into the third pattern that we're going to help interrupt for you guys tonight. But our next prophetic word is from Ryan Lestrange, who is a revivalist, and he's got an exciting word for you that's really going to encourage you in what God has for you when it comes to some really great divine connections coming your way. Hi, men on the front lines. Ryan Lestrange here, and I'm excited to release this prophetic nugget to you. I believe the Lord has been speaking about oily alignments. There are alignments, divine connections that unlock the oil in your life. And you know, to be a prophetic person means that you're in sync with heaven's plans. You're in sync with heaven's revelations. And when you're in sync with heaven's revelations, you become armed and dangerous. A generation of prophetic men is a generation that's dangerous to the devil. I see prophetic warriors arising. David was a prophesying warrior. He knew how to take out the enemy because the oil of the Lord was upon him. And I believe that God is bringing oily alignments that as we begin to move forward and advance in the mandate on our life, we need to look at those alignments that produce oil and heavenly residue. We need to begin to withdraw from those dry alignments, those alignments that create friction, those alignments that create tension, those alignments that don't produce heavenly breakthrough. And one example, this is Paul and Timothy. Paul meets Timothy as a young disciple and Paul asks Timothy to begin to travel with him. Timothy endures great challenge right off the bat. But at the end of their relationship, Paul makes a remarkable statement to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.6. He said, therefore I urge you, I remind you, stir up the gift of God that is in you through the putting on of my hands. He said, look, there's an inheritance, there's a residue, there's an oil that's been deposited because of our relationship. David gathers a group of men. Uh, the Bible said they were in debt. They were in distress. And he gathers them in a cave and they come out as mighty men. The oil flowed from David. That prophetic oil, that oil of intimacy, that oil of hearing the voice of God empowered a generation of men to war. And I believe that same type of alignment is coming now in your life. That God is connecting you to people. God is 
is connecting you to assignments. God is connecting you to decrees and the words to unlock the oil. Samuel uh, went out and anointed Saul and then anointed David to replace Saul. In, in an oily alignment, there's a tangible grace. There's an increase of spiritual hunger as a result. There's a heightened awareness of purpose. There's a supernatural deposit. There's a healthy two-way exchange. Something is given and something flows. But in a dry alignment, there's continual friction. Many of us need to cut off those dry alignments. There's discouragement under dry alignments. On an ongoing basis, they discourage you. There's a lack of revelation. There's a diminishment of purpose. I want to prophesy to you today, God has oily alignments for you. It's time to connect to the grace of the Lord, to the word of the Lord, to the right plans, the right people, and the right places, so you can go forward as a prophetic man of war, a man on the front lines. Come on. Now that was a awesome word. Well, I really want you guys to be encouraged by that word because what, what Ryan is saying is that there's oil on not only coming into the right connections, but also letting go of any that were wrong connections in your life. And, you know, Darren, as we go into the third topic for tonight, um, um, share your heart because I know when we, we watched that yesterday, you got so excited about all the oil on that word. Share your heart and then take us into the third pattern that we're going to interrupt tonight. Well, Ryan Lestrange is just straight up fire, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, like when I watch like him, I'm, I'm always just like, yeah, you know, so that's such a good word, Ryan. Come on. Uh, and, and it's absolutely right. There's an anointing right now on, uh, on oily alignment and alliances. And it, it absolutely um, uh, interweaves with everything that we've been talking about tonight yeah. in the sense that you can't be in an alliance if you're in isolation. Right. And we're made for it. We're made to be allied with God, with Holy Spirit, and then in that with each other. Yeah, absolutely. So really what we're talking about is addressing those defeater beliefs, those things in the subconscious that would keep us from coming into alignment and joining an alliance, okay? So um, the third area when it comes to a subconscious defeater that would keep us from engaging with our destiny is just straight up authority issues mm. or father issues, yeah? And so when we look at Jesus as the patterned son, um, everything Jesus did was as a son before his father. That's right. So Jesus wasn't an employee, okay? Yeah, he was about his father's business, but Jesus was always disappearing to go into that place of solitude, not isolation, but to get that daily download from the father so that he would fulfill his assignment as a place of a son. And so um, I think that this is what the Lord is doing right now, is he's bringing us men into this place where we're willing to trust again, yeah. where we're willing to be sons again, where we're willing to be brothers yeah. again. And I, and I just think that that was such a great, such a great word about alliance um, and alignment. Well, and, and you're, you're right. Jesus is the great example. And I think about in Matthew eight, where when the Roman officer comes up and sees Jesus, you know, he's coming to him to say, Hey, my servant is sick. I, I, I really would love it if you'd come and heal him. And Jesus says, I will send forth the word. And I've always been fascinated by what the Roman officer said, even as a new Christian, he talks about, I know this is going to work because I know what it is to be a man under authority. And probably the first few times I read that as a new Christian, I'm thinking, he, you know, you're a man of authority, so it's going to work. He's saying, no, the power, the real power comes from being under authority. The Roman officer knew it because when he gave a centurion, a soldier, an order, he knew it wasn't just him speaking. It was the Roman army backing him up and then the Roman Empire backing up the Roman army. And he looks at Jesus and all of a sudden he goes, whoa, there's a much bigger army 
backing you up that you're under authority to in a much greater kingdom. My goodness, this is blowing my mind. And Jesus even says, I rarely have seen this kind of faith even amongst my people. This is amazing. There's so much authority that comes from being under correct authority, but so many of us, some of you, you may have had a Mephibosheth experience where someone who was supposed to be watching out for you, an authority figure, a father figure, or someone who had been put in a position to take care of you dropped you, and you were literally or metaphorically harmed. And that can then create the, the, the subconscious defeaters you're talking about, right? Well, it creates an expectation. So for most of us, where we don't want to join a church because we were hurt in a church, that experience, that negative experience within the past creates this expectation. It comes from a belief that's not necessarily true, but it's something that we believe is true, that it's just a matter of time until a pastor fails me again. It's just a matter of time until my spouse fails me again, until my employer wow. uh, fails me again. So for, a, uh, so for a lot of guys, there's this angst. I want to be a man of authority. Like, what's a guy got to do to get a mic around here, right? And so there's this place where we want authority, but we don't want to be like under right. We don't want to be under authority because of because of the hurt, because of the baggage um, in in the past. But uh, I think that it's so important that 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 pattern gets interrupted, so we can really step into this place of health, yeah. right? Where we where we can trust each other, we can be honest with each other, and that where our performance doesn't right. define our value or our that, position. I think that's important because it's one of the things with men on the front lines that's so important to me is communicating and helping guys understand the certainty of our sonship because I think that was key, again, in the model of the son with the father, Jesus, is he did everything. When he went out in his earthly ministry, the declaration over him was one of a certainty of sonship. It was, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He hadn't saved anybody, healed anybody, he hadn't delivered anybody, he hadn't fed anybody, multiplied anything, and the father's declaration over him and it's the same over you is you are a beloved son in whom I'm well pleased so Jesus was then free Darren to not minister for identity or worth or value but from identity worth and value and I think it's important that we as men we come to understand the certainty of sonship and that declaration of we have value so we don't have to get the mic to have worth to have value but as a matter of fact the more we understand and our worth and value and are willing to come under authority, the more quickly we'll probably be accelerated up into places of authority. Absolutely. So a pattern interrupt, yeah. right? Uh, so that we can get healthy in this area. So we can be like Jesus. We can come into a place where we're under authority and then we can be entrusted with authority and really we come under it and then we can be entrusted right. with right. it. And so uh, first of all, it would be to forgive. And so right now, just make that choice to forgive, whether it was your own biological father, or it was a spiritual father, or it was an employer, but somebody that was over you, that hurt you in the past. Go and just pull that up right now, and just, just, just declare it. You might not even feel it yet, that's okay. But by faith, just say, Dad, I, I forgive you. Or the name of your employer, I, I forgive you. Number two, a pattern interrupt is honor. 
So honor is a huge pattern interrupt. And that means that we can honor someone for who they are without tripping out over who they're not. Mm. So it's I forgive you and I honor you. I honor you because God has put you in a place of authority. And then number three, I'm going to be a man of grace. So grace is an awesome pattern interrupt because that means that I'm going to give to you what you don't deserve. You deserve one thing, instead I'm going to show you kindness. This is my prayer for men on the front lines, that we would be men of forgiveness, that we'd be men of honor, that we'd be men of grace. And I think that if we can address that heart posture, these dynamics within our heart, then we can re-engage. For all the guys here, maybe it's time for you to re-engage. If you're connecting with Shiloh, if you're connecting with a, with a church right now, by re-engage, basically you had to have that conversation with Francisco or with your pastor, with your employer. You'd show up maybe on Monday and you say, hey, I just want you to know I haven't been connected here. I mean, I've been working here, getting a paycheck here, I've been attending here, I've been tithing here, but my heart hasn't been here. I want to tell you I'm sorry. I want to re-engage. I'm here. I want you to know that I'm here. And I'm here to serve. And when men start caring again. Uh, uh, Connect to the heart, like you yeah, said. Yeah, when we start caring about our jobs. Right. Instead of just working yeah. for a paycheck. Yeah. When we start caring again about the house of God. When we start caring about our cities again. When we start caring about our homes and our children again. When we can really start caring again, this world will be transformed by our influence. Not because we're lusting after a mountain. Give me the media mountain or give me education. But because we're, we're on the front lines, bro. And what are we doing? We're not demanding authority. We are serving underneath authority. And in doing so, we are going to subvert the, that demonic paradigm that's lusting for power in this yeah. culture. We're going to subvert that thing that's with a heart system. posture That's the of Babylon service. system. And you're talking about plugging into the kingdom that's system. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the opportunity. I think that's the invitation. I think that's what we're doing here tonight. That's awesome. And you know, one of the things I think is fascinating about this, and I can just speak to some experience in my own life, is the more we go to the place you're talking about, it's very interesting to me, not just how all of a sudden you realize in the sphere that you have, if you've got the sphere that you have and you serve it well, all of a sudden your authority grows within that sphere. And then all of a sudden other spheres open up. Favor. It's <laughs> Favor, yeah, right? Crazy because favor. if you're willing to be faithful, what you see is little, but probably isn't little, because most things in the kingdom that look little aren't. When a little baby got born in a manger, it looked little. So little, everybody but three dudes and the parents missed it. But it was the greatest thing that ever happened. And so much in the kingdom starts that way. And I want to go to a, a, our last video, Darren, yeah. because it's from a, an apostle and a prophet, uh, Stephen Springer of Global Presence Ministry. And he's going to declare over you. He's sharing a prophetic word with you about new spheres opening up. And when we're done with this, Darren and I are going to speak into this into your life as well. Hey there, this is Steven Springer, the Senior Leader of Global Presence Ministries here in Madison, Wisconsin. And I am so excited what God is doing as he's beginning to awake these men on the front lines. It's a resurrection and it's a life and it's a reality that God is bringing about like a David generation. And it's a time for the men to come out of the caves of Adullam to be the mighty men of valor that God has called us to be. Even like the, what he gave to Joshua, he said, everywhere the soles of your feet shall touch, you shall claim for his kingdom. And really what, what God is moving in this day and this hour is a 
about the gospel of the kingdom, where ones are going to be bright and shining ones. And as we radiate the goodness of Jesus Christ because we've spent time in his presence, and to me, guys, that is the key ingredient. He's calling us to this place of intimacy because David only advanced that as he spent time with the Lord, inquiring in the temple, fascinated with the beauty of who God was, from that place he was given victory. And I believe it's the same for men in this hour, that everywhere that we go, we're going to claim the gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom is coming and it's advancing with, with, with force and with the glory and the love of Christ. I'll tell you what, God has been speaking to me that, that what he's doing is he's, he's bringing men to the forefront in a way that, that we're going to be ones that are going to go to the top. And I'm going to say we're going to start from the top and work our way down. Is God is going to set us before kings. Those that make, those that make decisions within every sphere of society, that regardless of where you've called in, in spheres, God is going to set us before those kings that make decisions because God is doing something fresh and new. And it goes way beyond just revival and awakening in the church. What he's bringing about is, is reformation and transformation that even as we're on the threshold of the 500 year of, of, of reformation as we've known it, that has birthed the church in, in, in this wave. What God is bringing about in this day and this hour is going to pale what happened when Martin Luther uh, nailed that 95 thesis to the door. God is bringing about a transformation and he's going to use men in this day and this hour that are going to have solutions that will bring change, that will bring the resurrection reality of Jesus coming to the earth again. But with that, it's the kingdom coming. It's the kingdom coming. Let me say guys. Grab a hold of this reality and I just decree and declare, it's time for you to run. Run with all that God's given you. And I just say he's even bringing an awakening right now. I even see men that there's an awakening that's coming that you're going to begin to move into your destiny in this season because this is your day and this is your hour. Get ready. It's exciting for men to emerge and erupt on the front lines. Bless you. Did you hear that? This is your day. This is your hour. This is for you to move into your destiny. And what I love about this word is to me, it, it, it brings together everything we've been talking about. Stephen was saying how when we spend time with God, as we're willing to engage with God, and that's where the oil comes, and then that goes into Ryan's word about with that oil will become a grace, an oil for alliances outside of the secret place to then take us with what Stephen was talking about and what James talked about for you to be all that you can be. God has new spheres of influence for you. He's bringing you into them. Get excited about this season. Get excited about being a man on the front lines. Amen. 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 Right on. on. Right on. <laughs> hey, well, I want to thank you guys so much for being with us tonight. Before we go, I've got some announcements for you. Um, uh, uh, be aware of menonthefrontlines.com. Even when we finish up here tonight, go straight to menonthefrontlines.com. It's our web page. Um, it's a very simple web page. You'll see like a 30-second intro video for me. I don't even think it's that long. And right next to that is an e a field where you can put in your email address. Share your email address with us so that we can keep you up to date on some really exciting things we have coming up for you from Men on the Front Lines. Like, in September, we are working on a man camp for you in Texas that I'm going to have details for you probably at the end of this week or early next week. But mark your calendars for September. We're going to gather together and have a blast, a blast, a shotgun blast as a matter of fact, in Texas. Um, don't forget about the uh, Men on the Front Lines Facebook page. And oh, the other thing that you can do when you're at menonthefrontlines.com, in addition to connect with us and share that email address, is click that donate button. 
Be a part of this community and sow into this community. Sow into what God is doing around the world through men on the front lines, through media, through the man camps that we're planning, and through some of the exciting missions projects specifically for men we're going to have coming up here later in the fall and early next year. So sow into what God's doing. For any of you wonderful women who have been watching tonight to um, um, to support your husband or your pastor or your brother, you've gotten great prayer points for the men in your life, but also consider sowing into men on the front lines and supporting what God is doing through this ministry. Darren, any final thoughts before we uh, we wrap up? And Yeah, absolutely. So, I, again, I just want to say it's an honor to be a part of this. Like, like It feels very embryonic. Um, and, and, it's, and it feels like what God's doing is putting down a foundation. Um, and for that reason, I think that it's, it's, it's so important that if you have a passion for this kind of ministry, for this kind of men's ministry, these things don't just happen. Um, you're not going to hear Robert talk this way. You're not going to hear James Gall. But I'll, I'll just tell you straight up. Anytime there's a men's ministry that's trying to get off the ground, there's a ton of warfare. There's tons of warfare. So, so be covering Robert in prayer. Be covering um, uh, uh, this ministry in prayer. Be covering men on the front lines uh, and take this seriously consider sowing into men on the front lines be a part of this from the ground level um, give generously and be generous with your words get onto the facebook group seriously and just and just give some audible boys and make some prophetic declarations on there ask the father to show you something about men on the front lines and just because that encouragement is going to go a long way and any other men's ministries that you know of in your city if you can't make it to one of their events shoot them off an email tell them that they're doing a great job and lastly i just want to encourage you uh whether whether or not you are engaged in what god's doing on the face of the earth right now or you've been isolated okay there's no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus so so my prayer is that nothing that we talked about tonight would would stir up any sort of shame in you but that you would know that god absolutely is crazy in love with you that he's called you for such a time as this to shake off all that fear shake off all that shame and engage engage with men on the front lines and with a ministry in your town that's all i've got right on right on (laughs) hey be sure to click that share button if you're watching via social media and if you're watching us on social media be on the lookout on wednesdays four o'clock pacific time for our heroes arise live social media broadcasts thank you so much for being a part of men on the front lines thank you for willing to spend time with us tonight so that we can all allow God to raise the bar in us, not to put more performance pressure on us, but so that we can arise as the warriors, the heroes, the champions, and the men on the front lines we were created to be. God bless you. Come on. Darren, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. you.